and welcome to the Young Pro Show. Back for another episode here. Uh, really excited for this week. Last episode was awesome with Carrie Coleman, one of my teammates at Hitchings Insurance. Um, yeah, she's done a lot of things, been in a lot of different industries, some changes within her education and with her career path. So highly recommend going and checking out that episode. But this episode, very, very excited for this one. Uh, you know, a friend of mine, I guess really just a couple of years that are our paths crossed. And, you know, one of the things I love about this episode, I was explaining this to him beforehand is being able to, you know, for me, like I primarily just watch people on the internet and see different things that they're involved with, see what they're doing. And I say, dude, like this guy or this girl, like they are doing awesome things in their life right now. And there's somebody that I feel like is on a similar brain wave to myself. There's somebody that is not settling, that they're wanting the best, they're striving, they're wanting more. Um, you know, and they got their hands in all these different pockets and they're just, again, really just trying to take advantage of the opportunities that they have at this stage of their life. So excited to get into a lot of different topics. And this week, the guest is Eli Kaczynski. Eli, how's it going, dude? It's going well. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course, dude. Of course. Uh, so our... Uh, I guess for those that may not know, Eli was a graduate assistant at Heidelberg University. Um, actually, just the year after I graduated, I guess, was your first year. Um, yeah. So you just recently graduated with your master's degree. How does that feel to finally be done with school? Yeah, it feels great. Um, I didn't think I would I would get my master's degree, but uh, after my undergrad, I started thinking about it a little bit more, and then that graduate assistant position opened up, and I jumped right on it. So for you, again, you were a graduate assistant at Heidelberg with the cross-country and track program. Was it uh, was the master's degree in education? Was that something you were really seeking out, or was it more so the coaching aspect that interested um, you? Yeah, it was, it was more so the coaching aspect. Um, I knew that my last year of college at Wartburg, I knew that I wanted to be some type of coach, uh, or at least I thought I wanted to be. And so uh, that was I started looking up some coaching positions, and then – Honestly, the, the master's degree uh, was kind of just a bonus. Um, they, they paid for all the master's degree um, with my graduate assistantship there. Um, but then, I, I, obviously, once I got there, I was, I was really impressed and I was happy to have a master's degree. But um, the coaching was probably the first thing, and then the master's degree was, was kind of the cherry on top. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. So let's take a um... – Let's go back in time a little bit, Eli. Let's go back to yeah, – actually, this might be fun for me because I really don't know very much about you at all, especially, you yeah. know, your upbringing, high school, you know, even, again, pre, uh, you know, pre-Heidelberg, even to your undergrad. Mm -hmm. But let's go back to 18-year-old Eli. You're 18 years old. You graduate high school. At this point, what were your career goals? Like, what did you think that you wanted to do with your life? Hmm. Um. Yeah, when I was 18, I <clears throat> uh, just, uh, just finished my track season probably. Or I was in the middle of my track season uh, at a small high school. And so um, I was looking to run in college. I was really passionate about that. I felt like I kind of found, um, found running, and it was just something that I could kind of pour in a lot of, a lot of my work and time into. Um, so I think right, uh, just kind of that big dream goal was I wanted to be, see how good I could be at running, and just um, I had that that ultimate goal of being a professional runner um, hmm. is just something that I thought would be really cool to just, you know, I love running so much to just be a professional, professional runner and get paid to run and work out and travel and race. Um, 
so that was kind of that was kind of the big goal. But um, really, my my career path isn't too far off from when I what I had thought about when I was eighteen. But I I thought about being a personal trainer and uh, working with working with some different groups, and I I didn't know exactly what that looked like. Um, but I knew that I wanted to kind of have something to do with fitness or health and nutrition. Um, and so that's why, that's why I chose, um, fitness management was, was what I went to study, uh, for my undergrad at the business minor. And so, um, kind of learned about some, some different things, um, business wise and what I could, what I could do with that and how it kind of opened up a few different options, um, for that. So awesome. So as far as the, like with running, I guess, what initially got you into running? Yeah, um, in seventh grade, I played uh, football, and I what? Yeah, yeah, I was I was super, <laughs> super small, um, and but I I mean everyone else is playing football, so I was uh, I was wanting to I was wanting to play football as well. But then I also heard about cross country, and so I decided to join the cross country team that year. And so seventh grade, uh, I was on the football team, and I was like third, I was like third string on the football team just from my position. And then I uh, ran cross country, but all the the games and the cross country meets were on the same nights, and mm-hmm. except for one cross country meet um, the whole year. And so uh, that one cross country meet, I ran at that and uh, raced against some of the seventh and eighth grade uh, boys. And uh, I actually I I took the lead in one of the races because a, a parent had she was screaming at me saying the finish was straight ahead. So I just took off <laughs> dead sprinting, and I thought I had won. And then I realized I still had a half mile to go. <laughs> But, so I was I was pretty upset with her about that because um, I thought she was like pointing straight ahead and I was like oh I guess I tried it there so I just took the lead and then I ended up getting passed by a few more guys after that but then I kind of realized that I liked it and thought I'd give it a try. That's cool. So I mean you must have been obviously pretty serious about it and loved it and I mean I would assume very successful in high school as well if you were thinking in high school the potential of like being a professional runner. Yeah, um, it was something that I kind of always. Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't super talented, but I had a little bit of success towards the end of my senior year and kind of early on. But I was also um, our high school was really small. I graduated with 80, 86 people, so we weren't racing against the super big dogs. So it was kind of like a uh, big fish in a small pond type of deal. Um, but it was something that I loved, and I kind of felt like at the time, and I still do now that. Um, you know, if you, if you work hard at it, then it's something where the sky is the limit. And so that's kind of just what, um, I think that's kind of what got me to where I was, uh, was just, was just kind of hard work. Um, and then just believing, believing a lot in myself. So you briefly mentioned about how it, again, you want to be a professional runner, potentially a personal trainer, you know, and it hasn't really gone far off, um, you know, with where you are at now, which we will get into, but what were there any experiences, events, you know, internships that when you were in college that like made you feel like, yep, this is definitely the industry that I want to go into. I love, you know, I mean, obviously you had that passion of running for yourself, yeah. but as far as helping others in that, uh, you know, and again, not just running, but just general fitness and health as well. Like, was there any um, larger events? or big events that you can think of that were like, yep, this definitely solidified that this is what I want to do. Yeah, uh, there was actually a, an internship that I did with our YMCA at Wartburg, and um, I actually they I got to sit in on a couple classes, uh, and I, I eventually got to lead and instruct these classes, 
but um so there's uh there was it was called chair yoga and it was basically just these elderly adults and they were they would sit in a chair and they would do they would do yoga just basically like raise raise their arms and stuff and so i got a uh, I got to kind of help out with that. And that wasn't specifically running, but that was helping. Um, that was just helping people, you know, uh, with their mental health and just helping them become more mobile and more flexible. And so it was something that they would, these ladies would come in every day and it was the same with the pool. I would help with, um, uh, I think it was water aerobics or something like that is what it was called. And so these, these pe- groups of people would come in and they were, they wanted to get in the water and they wanted to do the yoga um, and so that was what they were passionate about. And so I kind of had the opportunity to instruct them and lead a few fitness classes, even, uh, with even some of the, the more, uh, younger adults. And so that was something that I was, that I thought, wow, cause I, I built some, <clears throat> I built some pretty cool relationships with them. Um, and just kind of, um, seeing them on campus as they'd walk into, um, it wasn't our YMCA, it was our, uh, fitness center on campus, the fitness area. Um, so I just kind of see them around on campus and then building relationships with them is kind of where I thought, Hmm, I kind of want to, I want to help people and maybe, uh, help them, um, with their running as well. That's awesome. So now you are, um, you know, in the process of starting, I guess, yeah, I'm not quite sure exactly how to even word it or phrase it, but you are, you know, starting your own running or training business i guess can you explain a little bit yeah. about that and is that strictly just like i'm trying to make you the fastest runner i guess maybe the better way to question it is like is it like uh a fitness training or like a running training if that makes sense yeah uh that's a great question it's it's honestly a little bit of both um but it's it's called running with a view um llc uh train with perspective and so it's, i'm basically a you have an uh, llc for it Yep, I have an LLC for it. So, wow, um, bro, you're serious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I wanted to make it look, uh, you know, I want to have uh, make make it look credited and stuff. Um, but yeah, so um, starting that and um, to basically a private running coach. So uh, I work with people of all ages. I thought that when I would start would start this, that I would just have a group of really fast runners and I would just train them. Um, and it hasn't gone that route, but it's but I'm really thankful for that because it's been, I've learned a lot from it and I've built some really cool relationships with it. But, um, my first client was a, um, 60 year old, um, lady and I'd work with her a couple times a week and she didn't really have a running background at all. She just, um, wanted to kind of stay in shape. Um, and so running was one of those things that she, you know, she kind of enjoyed and she wanted to stay in shape. So I'd meet with her a couple times a week, do a little bit of running, uh, a little bit of walking and just kind of mix it up with that. But really, I worked with a whole bunch of different ages. I worked with uh, an eighth grade girl um, who was trying out for a cross country team. I worked with a guy who just graduated college and he needs to pass the uh, physical fitness test um, for the army. Um, and so, yeah, and so I've had a couple other people reach out to me, just some ladies from the church that I'm looking to start a, a group run with um, and just kind of build community a community um, group runs uh, here in Abbeville. So. Uh, it's kind of just everyone of all different ages and I'm just trying to, you know, teach them the knowledge that I know with running. Um, but each plan is very different. There's some people are running a little bit higher mileage. I'm also training a guy from, uh, Heidelberg right now, uh, Tim Jasper. Uh, he's, um, he's wanting to run a marathon. And so, um, I'm also training him as well. So 
little bit, little bit of everything right now. That's awesome. So, and again, maybe under the circumstances with COVID and such, um, but again, I guess you race COVID. Like, is your goal to like meet with people? You know, you talk about your community group runs, but I guess you did mention there at the end about you know Tim Jasper, and he's somebody that obviously is not in South Carolina for you to train with. Yep. Like, is the goal to meet with people, or you know, do it remotely, or both? You know, whatever works best for them uh i guess do you have one preference one way or the other yeah um right now um so when i first started it i thought that my i wanted to meet with everyone um but i realized really quickly that on top of my own training and then meeting with each person that wants to run three or five miles on that on the plan that day um like a lot of the people that i'm meeting with are they want the accountability and they want someone to kind of push them and encourage them and give them tips when they're going up a hill and stuff so I realized really quickly that if I'm meeting with two, two clients a day in my own training, I'm running like 20 plus miles a day. And uh, so that, that really <laughs> didn't work out. Um, so I kind of learned a little bit of the hard way because I, I almost got uh, burned out a little bit because it was just um, I had to get up really early for my own runs and then meet with them and then meet with someone a different day of the week. And so it was just a, a lot of extra stuff. But it was, it was well worth it, um, but I'd say right now I'm moving a little bit more towards um, virtual training, uh, online training. So uh, um, Tim, yeah, he's from Ohio, so he, um, he hasn't uh, – I don't, I don't meet with him. I just send him out weekly training, and then um, there's some other people I'll, I'll send out weekly training. And then uh, for the community group, though, that's something that I'll, I will want to do. Uh, once per week when COVID and stuff settles down a little bit more, um, hopefully hoping that it does. And then we'll, we'll meet on the square. And um, if we need to, to have master guidelines for that, then, then we'll do that. But that's still, that's still a little bit of a work in progress. Dude. Yeah. That's awesome. That's, I mean, it's cool that you're able to, I mean, obviously you can have both options and I guess, and you're right. I didn't think about, you know, duh, but the accountability factor that, you know, for a lot of people, they want to meet in person so that yep. again, you have that accountability in face to face while they're working out or while they're running or yep. walking or whatever kind of exercise. But for somebody, uh, you know, like Tim Jasper, somebody maybe a little bit more experienced with running in particular, but even just fitness in general, you know, I'm sure it works just fine to go, uh, remotely as well yep yeah yeah with Tim I just send um, so I've, I've drawn up his program and then I will send him out uh, his mileage and his um, workouts for the week um, on Sunday usually so last night actually it was this morning um, I was supposed to text him last night but I te ended up uh, getting it to him this morning but I just sent out uh, how many miles he's running for the week his workouts for the week and then I usually gauge how he's adapting to the training um, there was a couple things last week that life kind of got in the way, and so he wasn't able to get his full mileage. So instead of going up in mileage this week, we uh, we took a down week. So I told him to rest one day this week or cross train. So just kind of adapting to um, and just kind of gauging where they're at um, with everything else going on in their life on top of the the training load that I provide them. That's cool. So you individualize it, you know, not even just obviously per person, but like per week that, yep. you know, able to look at whatever workouts they have. Okay. And this is what they're doing. Well, let's push them in these regards or, you know what, last week was a down week. It's not just like a, well, here's four months of training and send it to them and all right, good luck. Let me know how it was at the end yeah. of four months, you know? Yeah, no, not at all. It's definitely, it's very, um, I'm, I like to be very in tune, uh, 
with the body. And that's kind of how I was with my own training. And so that's kind of my philosophy when I train others. Um, and so um, instead of going to the well on every workout and just going as hard as they can, um, or even just with the, um, some of the ladies that I've trained, you know, they're so eager and anxious to, to run right away. They want to try and run as far as they can on the very first day. And so just um, kind of slowing them down and just kind of explaining to them that you don't want to you don't want to push yourself to the limit every single day. And even though we're walking and running a little bit, you're probably going to get more out of today because you're keeping the ball rolling than as if you were to run a mile and be completely gassed and try and keep that up for an extended period of, period of time. Hmm. That is awesome. Uh, so you, you briefly mentioned a couple times with your training, is there anything in particular that you are training for right now? Or it's more so again, obviously it's something that you enjoy and just to see, and, you know, just to test your own human limits um, and kind of see what you can do running-wise. Yeah, uh, definitely that. Um, I mean, I, I love to run, but it's definitely been – it's been difficult at times um, training alone. So I'm definitely um, trying to find or put a race on the schedule to kind of give me a little bit more um, – a little bit more guidance and a little bit more motivation. But uh, I sat down with the guy who trains me. Um, he's the assistant coach at Warburg, and he gives me training each week. And we sat down about two months ago and talked about um, he wants to train me. And uh, the goal is to run sub 14 in the 5K um, in the next few years. Uh, I think it'd be great if it would be if it would be this winter, but um, that that'll take a little bit of time. But um, so right now I'm training for a fast 5K, um, if not an indoor race in December or January, then hopefully get into a fast 5K. Um, outdoor some here uh, in the south or travel to a different race and try and hop in a fast 5k and try and run a uh, sub 14 in the 5k Whew. but that's all that, that's all talk you anyone can <laughs> anyone can talk it so hey fair enough I, no i mean I, sorry go ahead Eli. no yeah i'm just it's really easy to talk about it but i think um i think it's something that uh is doable if not this year then um, you know, uh, in a, in a few years down the road. That is quick, dude. That is quick. I think that's awesome. And I love it. I think I, I more so love it. Just the fact that like, I love the thought in just goals, you know, goals is so having goals and dreams for people. is just, it can't be overstated. It can't be undervalued in my opinion. And, and again, even for somebody like you, you're, Obviously, postgraduate, you know, you're not training for a team. There's not the team aspect, but it's still, you know, it's something that you enjoy, that you love pushing your body. But at the same time, it can be difficult if you don't have a goal or something to reach for. Yep. And, you know, just being able to have, uh, you know, the analogy of like the carrot or donut, you know, just dangling in front of your face and just something, again, to constantly be going for and just to encourage you day in and day out. Um, yeah, yeah, I love it. I it's, love it. Yeah, it's funny just even how that works, like even just um, like in terms of motivation, like even just talking about it right now, you know, it gives me a little bit more motivation and gets me excited instead of just, you know, going out there and just running aimlessly each day. Like um, when my coach, when he'll text me, he'll text me each Sunday of each week and we'll kind of, he'll check in with me and I'll kind of tell him how I'm feeling and just to get that feedback on him and he'll he'll adapt my training to kind of how I'm feeling and then kind of give me some, um, some tips or encouragement. Um, that, that goes a long ways. So I'm, I'm definitely learning about that with my, with my own people that I coach. 
Yeah, finding that combination of yeah the encouragement of having people like again to walk alongside with and um, yeah to encourage. <laughs> I can't think of another term for encourage, but you know, but then at the same time, it's also the, the a little bit of the like the accountability factor that like you know you explaining this to me right now and on the podcast, not like I'm gonna text you in three months and say, hey, dude, how's that sub 14 5K? But nonetheless, it you know. When you share something like that, when you share a goal, then it feels like, okay, I am being held accountable, yeah. you know? So the power of just being able to communicate about it. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So let's – slight transition. We're talking about running as in physical. Let's transition into running a clothing store and yeah. being the owner. Um, you know, it, obviously, you know a lot more than me, but – you know, if you can briefly kind of explain, I know the situation briefly that your wife, Yvonne, has uh, a clothing store, you know, that you guys, you know, since being married are now, you know, you guys are the owners and kind of running this business. You kind of want to just briefly kind of explain that situation and what you guys are doing with, uh, you know, again, outside of what we just spent quite a while talking about training, yeah. personal training and training yourself. And like, that's not even like, I'm sure the most of where your attention is at right now. Yep. Um, yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Um, so Yvonne, uh, she owned, uh, she owned a men's clothing store. It was called Dumont Pair and her and her dad owned that store. They opened that together. Um, her dad, um, he, he was really, he was kind of into that. He kind of wanted to do it as a little, as a little bit of a hobby. And uh, Yvonne was, was really interested in it, too. So they opened a men's clothing store here in Abbeville. Um, and then there were some, there were some circumstances. Um, he, he ended up passing away. Um, and so Yvonne uh, was still running the clothing store at the time. And uh, it was just something that was kind of a, kind of a burden uh, a little bit. And so I was, I was looking. In the meantime, uh, just a little bit later, we had met. We actually hadn't. We hadn't met up until that point. Um, we had just met, I think, just nine months ago uh, yesterday. Um, but so we met, and she was still running the clothing store, working at a coffee shop. I was finishing up my master's degree, and I wasn't. I was applying for a whole bunch of head coaching jobs. I probably applied for at least twenty, and I wasn't hearing back from anyone. And so we we met. We started dating. Uh, we got engaged, and we were just kind of praying about some different stuff. And one day we were sitting. Uh, I was over at her place, and we were sitting at the kitchen table, and we, her mom was there, and her roommate were there, and uh, I think I just brought up because um, she was going to shut down the store. I, I think I just said something like, "Well, what if we just relaunched and um, did something with the store, um, like kind of, uh, kind of relate it to what our passions are, you know, like active, healthy lifestyle, building community, um, fellowship, stuff like that," and so. We started thinking about more of that idea, and then we kind of decided that that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to do it together, and I wasn't so fond of kind of the, the, the head coaching hours at the time in our first year of marriage um, and just being gone a lot on the weekends like that, um, uh, kind of like I was a, as a GA. I was, uh, the hours uh, – a shout-out to the coaches because the hours as a coach are, are long hours. Um, so we started talking about Kindred Outfitters. That's the name of our store. We were we went to the park, brainstormed, came up with that name, and then um, yeah, now we've just been working on behind the scenes stuff ever since then. That's awesome, and that's cool that uh, you know. Again, you mentioned yeah, coaching takes a lot of hours. Potentially, you know, it's a sacrifice not just for the individual but also for their family. 
going to be separated. And like in this case, you know, you're still, again, with the personal training on the side, you still kind of get the pros of that, but you're also able to run this business with your wife, with Yvonne, and, you know, obviously spending lots of time together and brainstorming about different aspects of the business. Um, so you talked about the active wear. Are you guys completely transitioning to all active wear or it's just going to be like another department in the clothing store? Yep. No, we're uh, completely transitioning. So it'll be oh, wow. active wear and athleisure. Um, so we actually, we, uh, we needed, we had a whole bunch of inventory down in Dumont pair, um, like ties, suits, um, jeans, okay. um, just like casual wear. And, um, we had a whole, I think we had 600 items of inventory. And so, um, it's with the store being shut down and most people in this area had bought those items of clothing. Um, we weren't able to sell any of that. And so we were just kind of praying about it because, um, we wanted to have a little bit of a budget if we were going to reopen and relaunch Kindred Outfitters. We wanted to have a little bit of a budget for that, but we just weren't able to sell any of the clothing. Like we were reaching out to friends to try and get them to just buy even just a t-shirt. And then uh, one day Yvonne had a message from a lady. Uh, we were praying about it. We had a, uh, she had a message from a lady and she said she wanted her and her husband were opening a store and they wanted to buy all of the inventory off of us, take wow. it off all of our hands. Um, and so they did that. Um, and so they're now selling it at their store. So we got rid of all the inventory, gave us a little bit, um, more of a budget that we could, uh, use to put into our own active wear and kind of, um, start kindred outfitters with that, with that money. Awesome. So you haven't actually, uh, and again, I'm not trying to have you divulge too much if it's still, you know, top secret, but nope. you haven't started selling the active wear yet have you that's something nope. you're designing um no we haven't started selling it um so we're um, working with our website designer right now and he's really close um we we're supposed to meet with him a couple days ago um but we we're trying to link up the the e-commerce um so online we we're trying to link up equid and clover um to try and get our online store but we need to make an upgrade with that um so we can't we can't advance the store until that's complete um, but we have put in some, um, some orders for inventory. So I actually saw, um, this cool. morning that, um, we have some, uh, one of our, our first order that we ordered has shipped. And so that'll be coming to us. And then, I mean, once, once the store is up, which I think uh, the online store could be up in a couple weeks. Uh, and then we have those, uh, that order that comes in, then we'll be, we'll be able to sell. Whew, that's exciting, dude. That is yeah. exciting. Um, so, but some of the some of the orders are taking a little bit longer with COVID. Um, yeah. So we we put in an order and we thought it would ship like the next day, and it took a week just for them to finally ship it. So it's a little bit slow. We put in I think two or three orders now, and we just heard back from one yesterday saying that it had finally, you know, went through our bank account and I think it shipped. Cool. So simple question, but I, I'm genuinely interested in your response for it. Can, um, take as much time or as little time as you need. Right. What makes your active wear, what makes Kindred Outfitters special? If I'm somebody, and let's just say, like, I don't know you, I don't know Yvonne, why should I buy Kindred Outfitters clothing? Ooh, that is a, that is a good question. Um, well, no, that's not what you're supposed to say, Eli. You're supposed yeah. to, <laughs> this is your sales pitch, dude. This is what... <laughs> I know. Um, so basically, well, I mean, Kindred Outfitters, 
when we originally, because we weren't originally going to go online right away, we thought that we were going to open, you know, brick and mortar. And a big selling point um, was going to be, you know, if people come in, that's the community, that's the relations, uh, that's that's our time to kind of reach in and pour out, you know, mm-hmm. explain these community groups and stuff to them. Um, but basically, so we're all about um, we're all about getting out, getting active, and so the place the places that we've been researching um, are very environmental friendly, and so I think that's a big one because. Um, we're all about getting out, getting active. And so um, the clothing that we look into that we've been buying um, is environmentally, environmentally friendly. Um, and so that's something that we really pay a close attention, pay close attention to the clothing that people will be buying is not just any, any ordinary brand that we found online. It's something that we've put in quite a few hours um, that we've, that we've looked, that we've researched, that we've talked to people on the phone with, um, just today we were talking with a guy on the phone and we were talking about the clothing that he sells because we wanted to get some embroidery and some screen printing on some shirts versus the clothing that we had found online. And after we hung up the phone, we were kind of unsure if that was something that we wanted to go with because it wasn't really um, what we were looking for in terms of clothing. Um, so, uh, no, that that is a good question, but that is um, honestly the environmentally friendly aspect is probably something that um, – I think would be a, a big selling point um, with people um, if they were to, to you know, to um, find kindred outfitters online. Awesome. Yeah. I think a combination of the, yeah, the environmental and friendly would be crucial. And also, you know, like you have stressed obviously during this whole podcast is how active you guys are. So, you know, it's not like you are, again, if I don't know you and I'm buying this, it's not like you're just somebody that again, it's just trying to make a quick buck and you're just trying to sell activewear. It's like, no. this is, clothing and active wear that again we are active we um do a lot and we want to create the best clothing for ourselves and then hopefully you know as well we'll sell it to other people that have similar lifestyles to us yeah you know? exactly um so th- there's a there's a guy that run that i run with sometimes and he was asking us about what we sell and he there's a lot of tank tops that he buys that they just they they make him chafe or they're just they don't mm. you know they don't really feel good on his skin or on his body just because it's kind of it's just a material that doesn't work for him and so that's something that we he told us about um, brands that he likes best that doesn't make him chafe that is comfortable to run in you know looks looks good and is comfortable and so that's something that um, we took into consideration right away and that that was something that we we started researching you know um, different materials for um um for that for that scenario awesome that's awesome i love it dude i love it a couple more questions as we wrap up the show um as far as and again you know typically when i ask this question i ask you know what is your career goals where do you see yourself in 15 20 years so in your case again there's like a couple smaller businesses that you're starting right now and you know and things that we, when you're starting a small business there can be exponential change in three months in oh, yeah. six months and nine months, you know, let's go a little bit, still longer term, but a smaller frame. Like where do you see yourself, you and Yvonne and with these businesses in, you know, three years or five years? Yeah. Um, I think, um, for right now in three to five years, I would see us still running, you know, kindred outfitters. That's, that's our focus right now. Um, we've got a great church family here, uh, in this area. So uh, in three to five years, I also see us still, um, 
in this Abbeville area. We have an apartment right above the store that's spacious and that we that we really enjoy. Um, I see Yvonne finishing her novel that she's been working on um, for a while. Uh, I see our running groups expanding and more um, people that I'm coaching. Um, so yeah, I just kind of see I see more of community and I, I see us um, furthering the relationships that we we already have we have built here um, since we've been here. Furthering community, I love that. I love that. That's a good way. Yeah. Uh, a good way to picture it and think of it. Uh, so last question then, as we wrap up the show, Eli. Again, you talked about three to five years, what you want things potentially look like for you guys, and you know, a couple businesses you have. What are you doing today to reach your dreams of tomorrow? Um, that that's also a great question. Um. So kind of what I talked about um, in the beginning, just kind of how I fell into running and I just kind of um, realized that hard work was a, could kind of take you anywhere in life you wanted to go. Um, sounds kind of cliche, but it's, uh, I believe in that um, full-heartedly. Um, so just uh, to take me where I want to go, what I'm doing today, um, every day, uh, myself and Yvonne included, uh, we wake up and we we set out for the day what we want to accomplish that day, um, and then we just go to work on it. Um, so this morning, Yvonne started back at a coffee shop that she was working at, and so she was up at five fifteen this morning. Uh, I woke up and uh, I woke up and went for a run, and then just went back to the coffee shop. And while she was working, I was just kind of brainstorming running ideas, looking up running stuff, um, and just kind of reaching out to people. Um, and then we came home, um, and right when we got home, both kind of wanted to take some naps, and we ended up calling um, Abbeville Sporting Goods and talking to them about um, screen printing and embroidery. So um, really we just we kind of set out what we want to do for that day, and then we just kind of go to work on it, and there's always something that can be worked on. Um, so just kind of chipping away um, each day a little bit at a time, and uh, that, that gets us further um, – when the sun comes up the next day. I love it, man. Just taking it day by day. And I mean, that's again, especially when you're in the very early stages, you know, of your business that again, so much changes every week, every month, you know, that you really just have to take it day by day. And um, yeah, I mean, I think it's awesome. You, you mentioned before about, you know, seeing the Lord provide with the individual that said, Hey, can we buy out your inventory? And you know, you're like, yeah. well, exactly what we needed you know we we're yeah. trying to sell the inventory so things like that that you can't possibly prepare for you can't possibly plan for but you know you just control what you can control then the lord will provide um you know in his ways and again the ways that you cannot even prepare for as well yeah exactly it's it's really crazy how the lord works um because just little stuff like that like with the inventory that was something where we didn't think we were ever going to sell that and then um, even like with starting these businesses, you know, you invest a lot into it and you don't get a lot of return in those first few years, um, first five years, seven years even. And so it's kind of, it's definitely a risk, uh, but it's something that we're both passionate about. We get to do together, which I think is really cool. Um, and so it's kind of, you just kind of got to trust God in that. And so that's what we've been doing, just having fun with it, but, um, but trusting God in it. Awesome, dude. Well, hey, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, it's been a fantastic episode. I've enjoyed it greatly, you know, talking about, again, just your different experiences and how you have, 
you know, from day one, you graduate high school and you said, you know, I want to be a trainer, be in fitness. You know, you're still living out those dreams and goals now, but then also, you know, you're able to do that with the training, but then also being a part of that from a clothing side as well and with the active wear and having that business. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for, thanks for having me and uh, best of luck uh, on your show. I'll definitely, I think I followed it, uh, but I'll definitely be listening to, to future episodes. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, for those that want to stay connected with The Young Pro Show, um, just recently got on Facebook now at The Young Pro Show and also on Twitter and Instagram as well. Thanks for your time, Eli, and have a good night, man. Yeah, thanks, man.